Hello all of you lovely people. Welcome to Adoption Adventures. Um, so, this week, um, I've had a couple of meetings with regards to um, sort of adoption related meetings. Um, I've had a couple of really cool conversations with Little Dude. So, I'm going to give you just a, an update on life in the world of um first update as i'm sure you are all very very keen to know um puppies are doing very very well uh, <laughs> the first one opened their eyes today uh, so big big move for that one how exciting um so so yeah within my uh within my role within adopt um adoptive voice we've been having a couple of conversations um sort of uh senior leadership level, um, talking about some of the struggles, some of the difficulties, some of the things that aren't working um, or that are slowing the process down or a challenge. Um, and talking about future endeavours as well. Um, something that I have never hidden um, and something that I will always be incredibly passionate about is finding homes for the I'm going to use the term that is widely used, but widely, widely uh, hated as well. The harder to help, uh, the harder to place children. Um, my passion will always be for helping those harder to place children and helping find homes for those children. Um, I'm not saying that adopting a 0 to 2 year old is wrong i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that being your plans i'm not saying there's anything wrong with if that's what you did i am there is zero negativity in my world about someone who has adopted an order two year old or wants to adopt an order two year old i think it's fantastic need that out there what i am saying is the blatantly obvious there's a severe lack of adopters that are coming forward for those hardest place children um so my i see it as almost my my role is to sort of support that side of the adoption community support um prospective adopters support adopters and support um, agencies alike all changing their thinking and trying to think of different ways that we can start to encourage people to take those children on um, so I had a, a really positive meeting with um, the head of our um, regional agency we talked about a number of different sort of ideas that we had about um, encouraging adopters one thing that and is happening is in the new year there's going to be an adopter conference um and i believe that it's it's going to be for prospective adopters um and the head of the um alliance has actually asked that both myself and little dude both attend and present um to try and help adopters to have a little think about what their sort of 
what they're doing, what their approach is, and how that's looking. Um, and perhaps I, I'm going to say sort of opening that sort of mindset, opening the the options for those uh, for those adopters. So that's that's really really quite cool. Um, I spoke to a little dude about that, um, and. I said, you know, it's a bit of a drive. It's like a 90 minute drive. He was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. That sounds so, so cool. Um, he's never been to where we're going. And he was like, oh, maybe like, you know, we could go exploring and spend some time together. I was like, that sounds fantastic. So we've agreed that we're actually going to make a bit of a weekend of it. Um, and we're going to go um, and spend a weekend together in a hotel um and he was like oh that is so cool we can have a, a daddy and dude um adventure we can spend some quality time together just the two of us um and that felt really really good um again you know 16 year old asking to spend quality time with with his parent yeah I'll, I'll take that as a massive win um he was really excited about being asked to sort of support and participate in that um, he wanted to know if it was something that he could put on his CV. Uh, I said that if it were ever needed, then sure. Um, but that's really, really exciting and really encouraging. Um, I then got to speak with um, one of the managers from one of the agencies in our area and talked about some of the sort of struggles and difficulties that they're facing. I talked previously about how agencies were having to close their front door, um, having to turn adopters away for now, just to say, look, we just, we, we can't take on any more cases at the moment. Um, and there was a, the question of, well, couldn't you just close the door to, because they've got they've got a huge amount of adopters that are looking at taking on not two year olds they don't have a huge pool of adopters looking at the other age brackets i I sort of challenged and said, well can we not are we not in a position whereby we can actually close the doors just for those age brackets and and open the doors for others um and apparently in around about 2014 um the regulations changed they're regulations that are printed and um sort of circulated by the department for education obviously this is happening at a government level but they're the ones i, I wouldn't say the buck stops with them but it's certainly that's that's the level that it's at and their sort of regulations make it incredibly difficult for agencies to be able to say hey no you you, you can't sort of close doors to certain certain groups um it's either you're open or you're closed um so i had a really good conversation with this um manager and said you know i wonder if there's ways that we can sort of get around this or encourage different things but we're talking about different things that can be done on um, on the websites to actually encourage people to start thinking about those harder to place children from the outset. And I sort of like we we talked about having a bigger sort of pool of adopters able to actually talk at events, um, particularly at information events, but have these adopters as people that have taken on 
some of these harder to place children. So as people are getting that message from the start and they're understanding, because I think, you know, we all or the vast majority of people come into the process thinking naught to two um, for a variety of reasons. I think if, if you you come in and this is what you agreed with, I think you'd be like, oh, hold on, this is that's, that's quite a lot to take on. You know, there's a lot of trauma and blah, blah, blah. But actually, when you hear from adopters that have done it, you think, mm, okay, it's not as scary as what it first sounded. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of encouragement to get their voices heard. We're also working at um, thinking about ways to get young people's voices heard as well. So perhaps putting their promotional um, sort of clip together from from children that were adopted and they were classed as those harder to place children, getting them um, in a clip so as they can have a little chat about their experiences and what their life was like. Again, just to help people to give consideration. Not every adopter is going to go for these harder to place children and that is absolutely fine but what we do need to do is we need to start really early on encouraging adopters to broaden their thinking on the, t the way that their family is going to look um, and again I think if you're having that challenging or that sort of that approach from the outset it's allowing adopters to know the lay of the land um, and I, I was talking and I said, you know, we are in a position now, I haven't had updated figures for a while, um, but the last updated figure was that there were double the amount of adopters as there were children waiting. In my opinion, that is a huge, huge opportunity to you know, use some really awful language here, clear the backlog. Um, what I mean by that is this is a great opportunity for you to do some great placements, get those children placed. There are adopters that are waiting. So let's get a bit more creative with our placements. Let's get a little bit more brave with our placements. Let's challenge our thinking. Let's just stop and go, okay, well, I wouldn't have normally considered this family. Why wouldn't I have normally considered that family? Let's have a little look at this. Let's test this out and see what what I'm actually saying no to. That leads into the next sort of part of that conversation, having a real good conversation with other social workers. Um, I've been having a conversation about doing a two-pronged approach, so perhaps doing a development day with one particular agency um, and their social workers and actually putting something together whereby we can actually challenge thinking um, but what we said was it needed to be almost um, a we're going to put the pen down conversation um, by that I mean encouraging all of these social workers when they're in attendance to say right understand we are putting the pen down we are there is zero judgment we are just interested in what you have to say if you have worries causes concern anything that stops you making a placement for an older child or child with disability or any other sort of harder to place child tell us now talk about it now 
let's get thinking. What is stopping you? Now, the idea behind that is that we might be able to really, really knuckle down and find out why social workers are struggling with those placements. Why do they avoid them? This isn't all social workers, of course, um, but there are social workers that do. They do avoid these placements. Um, and we need to get to the root cause of that. We need to understand why they're not doing that, what's stopping them, what's holding them back, so as we can then start altering the lay of the land. Um, so that's, they're all things that are happening. Um, obviously, I'm fully aware that I've spoken about this a number of times in the past. Um, and I'm pretty certain that when I've spoken about it in the past, I've given you a forewarning that this is my passion and it's not going away. And <laughs> I will talk about it again. Um, the whole, The whole idea being that the problem hasn't gone away yet. So we can't stop talking about it until it does. Um, and when I'm having these conversations, I'm, I'm finding it really exciting that I'm able to talk at a level that I'm talking at and with the people that I'm talking with and hear that there's some really positive change on its way and some really positive conversations and thought processes on their way. So I'm very excited about how the land is is looking and how the future could look as well um so so yeah that's that's that um i've recently um hosted uh free focus forums for um adopt a voice we covered transitions um the transitions that we were talking about was for our children transitioning from um, foster care into our care. Um, then we had a um, focus forum on um, support plans. And then last night we had a, um, a forum on teenagers. And it was really interesting having the conversation, um, particularly last night about teenagers. I had a lot more to say. <laughs> um, I kind of apologised to the forum. I said, you know, normally I'm able to sit here quietly and just enjoy, but actually this time I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be getting involved because I'm living with a teenager. So I've got a lot more that I can sort of share here. Um, we talked about the fears that people have or had about adopting teenagers. What was interesting was some of the fears that were coming up, um, there were fears about um, crime, drugs. Um, there were the fears of our children running away um, or our children kind of seeking out their birth families without us knowing and without us being aware um you know that then there was that level of we have a great communication with one another at the moment what happens as they get older and that changes what am i supposed to do then um so it was really interesting hearing those sort of those worries some of them i shared others 
hadn't really come into my mind. Um, you know, we talked a lot about social media, the fears of social media, and obviously we've done an episode on uh, social media as well. It's it's really interesting to hear those worries and concerns. One particular doctor talked about, I think, you know, what what would be your fears? And bless her, her, her response was, I'm just so worried I'm going to get it wrong. And I just don't want to. And I found that incredibly sweet because that is a parent just wanting to be a good parent. Um, that's not even adoption related. That is just someone who's... I'm going to use this word, but I mean it in the right way. Just desperate, just so desperate to be a good mum that they're panicking that they're going to get it wrong before they're even in it. Um, But the reality is you try your best, you give your all, you constantly think about these things and you're constantly trying to do your best. And if that's what you're putting in, then do you know what? that's that's gonna that's gonna help making our making sure that our children know that we're there for them making sure that they know that we are worried about this sort of thing really really crucial um one doctor talked about how um she found that her son just does not listen to her and she found that incredibly frustrating and i know that um, a few weeks ago, we did an episode um, and I talked about how actually he was listening. I thought that he wasn't, but he was listening. And I was able to talk to her about this and say, you know, let me give you a couple of examples of when he was actually listening. So, but you've got to understand, you know, it's it's the same. It's no different to when we were teenagers. We would look at our parents when they'd give us advice. We'd look and go, oh, as if you know what what I'm going through. You know, you you were never a teenager in the age that I'm a teenager. Um, so it's so hard for teenagers to believe that their parents have actually got some experience, got some knowledge, um, and got some answers as well. Um, but the conversation that we had was fantastic. Um, and we sort of highlighted as well what are the benefits? What's your favourite part about having a, a a teenager? And some of the things that people talked about was, you know, the the wonderful thing of they're growing up and you get to see them as grown ups. You get to see the fruits of your labour, the, the the work that you put in. You get to see how it's all panning out. You get to have more adult conversations. Um, one one the doctor said, you get to see more adult related movies you're not having to just watch disney um, and i think you know all of those things it's it's just really i i didn't know what to expect from teenage years i expected a bumpy road i expected some challenges um i wasn't wrong there uh, <laughs> but i i look at little dude now and Yes, there are challenges, but actually, more often than not, there are just wonderful experiences. He's maturing. He's becoming more and more funny. He's more independent. 
he's got his own likes and dislikes, his own musical tastes. Um, we see bits of each of us within him. Um, he was talking the other day, he'd just come back from a um, supporting a, a open evening for his sixth form. And whilst he was there, he'd tried to sign up for two more things that he could do. And I said, you know, just if you're comfortable doing it, it's great. I said, but please be careful because, you know, you might be wearing yourself a little thin. Um, you know, you're, you're going to struggle to keep on top of all of these things. And he was like, no, 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 I want to do it. I, I think it's great. And I said, you know, that is my character through and through. Um, someone says, can you help with this? I'm like, yes, yes, I can. Even if I'm struggling, even if I've got no time. Yes, I can help. Of course I can help. Um, so, so yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one. Um, the final thing I'm going to say is um, on our Instagram, um, which is adoption.adventures, I'm going to be posting some questions from our most recent um, adoptive contribution. Um, these questions are surrounding education. Um, it's going to be asking about sort of what has worked or not worked for you and what's something that you wish your school knew um, sort of pre pre your child or children going into that school. Um, I'm going to use Instagram as my um, as my sort of tool there. So do jump on and follow our page um, so as you can sort of get involved in that. Um, it'd be good to, to have you there and have your opinions there. Um, one more thing, just like Colombo, one, one last thing. Um, <laughs> something that came out of um, our conversation about support plans. Um, from from the real sort of conversation people talked about something that's really helped is informal support groups couldn't agree more i think they're invaluable i think they're fantastic what i think people are struggling to do is actually accessing an informal group um you know i've talked within sort of agencies about setting up a buddy system and things like that they've got to get that through and put that through their sort of whole systems and it's not a priority for them because they've got so many other things that they're trying to get in place so within my mailing list i'm going to be contacting people and asking them if they would like to be sharing details with other adopters and then perhaps looking at finding a way to break that down into categories so as i can set up some informal groups now i'm going to throw this out there it will be literally i am setting it up and walking away i'm not going to be I, there might be some groups that i stay involved in because i'll be interested but for the most part it's just i'm trying to help facilitate some informal groups because i think that they are a wonderful help and it might help somebody else um if that is something that you would like to be a part of as well geographically i don't think it matters i genuinely don't i think you know a, a big thing that came out of these conversations was people have got some whatsapp groups and they are life-saving so i don't think it really matters where you are geographically having just someone that you can just drop a message to sometimes is invaluable so um our email address um is adoption adventures one two three 
at gmail.com. Um, again, I'm going to put all of our contact details in the blurb, um, or you can drop me a message on um, on our Instagram and just drop me a message with your email address, and I'll add you to a, a list to sort of keep up to date about that. Um, like I say, just going to be a facilitator. I'm not actually going to be a part of all of these groups. I haven't got that time. Um, but I can help um, perhaps signpost adopters to one another. Um, so I'm going to be putting that together. If that's something that you're interested in, please just drop me a line and I will get something set up. Um, cool. Okay. Well, in the meantime, thank you as always for paying attention and listening. Hope that you found that interesting. Hope you've enjoyed the updates. Um, as always, if you've got um, particular episodes that you would or topics that you'd like me to talk about, drop me a line. Always happy to talk about different um, subjects. Um, happy to, to challenge any thinking. Um, but yeah, drop, drop me a line and uh, I'll speak to you soon.